Hello and welcome back to another episode of WCBC Review, where we put the spotlight on small businesses. Today we're interviewing Gary Miller of Miller's Mobile Tax Service. How are you today, Gary? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, thanks for being here. First of all, what exactly is Mobile Tax Service? Predominantly, I do the same business as H&R Block, Jackson Hewitt, and other large retail tax preparers, except that I come to my client. I have a CPA and notary business here in Central California. I also work virtually. And I find that people want that 1950s customer service that they just don't get anymore. And that's what I provide is if you can't get out of your house, like you have elderly folks, you have children, and you just find it to be a hassle to have to load in the car, go down to H&R Block and hope you have everything and deal with somebody who may have only two weeks of training to do your taxes and then come to find out you forgot something. So you got to drag everybody back home and come back. You don't do that with me. You call me, I come to you as a service professional should and you're at home and I can sit there and I see deductions that that tax preparer would not see. Like I can see that you have a small baking business on the side where you're selling pies and cakes and such as a hobby business that could be deductions for you that they won't. So I can see all the little deductions. At the same time, you're in a more calmed environment. You're not stressed. You're not having to worry. And I don't have the overhead. So my price point is so much better than Mm. you're going to Jackson Hewitt. Mm. Well, that sounds real nice, especially right about now, or maybe you don't want to go out in public to a shared space and want to stay sheltered at home. Exactly. How long have you been doing this, Gary? 16 years of this year. Wow. All right. Solid. And and what made you first get into this? That's kind of a long story, but as with most people, it was my wife. Oh. I graduated in 2001 from SIUC, Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. And when I left, the dot-com had just burst. So there were people that had 40 years experience in accounting and tax preparation on me. So I couldn't find a job coming straight out of college. Many college age folks these days can relate to that. So I went and I did every blue collar job you can imagine. I did truck driving. I did tow boating. I worked on an oil rig. I've done ditch digging and everything else that will get your hands dirty. And when I met my wife, I was working as private security in the Bay Area. And well, as one thing led to another, we moved in together and she started going through my boxes and found my master's degrees. And she was like, you can do taxes? I'm like, yeah, I can do them in my sleep because I had kept up all of my hourly requirements to keep them active. And she goes, well, can you help my mom? The the old girlfriend asking a favor kind of thing. And she got me to go and help her mother while I went over to her mother's house and was doing her taxes at her table. And she had a game going with a couple of other older ladies. And one of them looked up and said, if you're doing taxes, can you help my daughter? And I explained to her that I was only helping family. I didn't had not went through the IRS P10% program at that time. So it was only family allowed kind of deal. You know, you go to your dad to get your taxes done situation. And later that night, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, who was now my wife, said, well, why can't you help her? And I explained to her the situation. She goes, well, go get that. And I was like, well, that's great. But no one goes to people's houses to do their taxes. And after a couple of days, it kind of lamented in my head and a little light bulb went off. No 
one does this. No one goes to people to do their taxes. They always have somebody come to them. So I went, got my P10, got my CTEC, which is California equivalency for tax preparers, got my Oregon taxation number. And I sat there and I went and helped that young lady. And of course, she went down to the senior center and gave my name. And 16 years later, just by word of mouth and a few cards, I have about 250 clients. Wow. And so it's built over time. But my thing is, is I help those who either can't get out of their houses or have situations where they need somebody to come to them. And that has led me to meet many great people. And it's just been a wonderful experience. It sounds great. I love that you saw that need there. And I can totally relate to the level of intimacy almost that comes with going into someone's home. I used to be a in-home caregiver to people who you know, couldn't necessarily leave. And there is a surprising amount of those people in the world, you know, us able-bodied individuals going about our business just don't really think about it that often, but there's a lot of people who are stuck at home and that's just their life, but they need to do their taxes as well, you know, death and taxes and all that. That, and then we also have a lot of single folks that are displaced. I volunteer for the women's shelter and for a LGBTQ transition house here in the Central Valley that the people there don't think about their taxes because they Mm. are dealing with a lot more stuff than what they need to just taxes. But at the same time, like for our women's shelter, they have young ladies that are escaping abusive relationships that have children and they Mm. don't think about the financial gain that that abuser gets by putting in his taxes and claiming the kids where they can do it and actually use the money to help the children and themselves. Wow. Yeah. I never thought about that either. Oh my goodness. Well, sounds like you're doing good work, Gary. I really like that. When you were just starting out, what was the toughest thing about opening up? Toughest thing for me opening up was finding a open source program for tax professionals without having to pay $20,000. And I was lucky because at the time I found Tax Dragon and it was an $800 program. And I actually used my tax return to get it. And from there, I've used it every year. And I, I promote it to all new tax preparers that I meet because it shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg to start a business. It shouldn't cost you anything to strive for the American dream. Well, I'm glad you were able to find that program. Tax Dragon. If you had to go back to day one, is there anything that you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would have actually got my my CTEC and that earlier and kept those with my records. What are those documents? I don't even know. (laughs) A P10 means professional tax identification number. It's what the IRS gives every tax preparer. So if you go to somebody, and this goes for anyone, and they say, hey, I'm a tax preparer, ask to see their tax preparer identification certificate. You get it every year when you renew with the IRS. And what that states is, is that you've had 26 hours of ethnic training, you've had four hours of continuous education, and you've had the bare minimum of eight hours of renewed education for federal tax law. So you know you have somebody who is not only authorized by the IRS to do your taxes, but is basic knowledge to do them. Hmm. So you would have gotten that earlier then. Yes. Mm. Um, zooming back to the present, what's the toughest part of having a business and 
in 2020 and 2021? The toughest part in 2020 is all of the legislative red tape that is required. Not only do I have to keep my mileage, my work information, but also I have to keep track of who can be taxed on what. So like here in California, if I use a credit card, I have to charge a processing fee. If it's cash, I have to make sure that that person has a invoice right then. And it's all this little minutia that really gets in the way of just saying, hey, here's your product. Thank you. And it's there because the larger businesses have to have it. So little businesses have to have it. And for me, I'm a little bit more free. I'm more of of a free society person. I would rather see us have tiers to things because... What is good for the big business may not be good for us small business people. Yeah, there's a big difference too between big business and small businesses. That's billions and billions of dollars. So yeah, it's not a one-size-fits-all situation at all. Hmm. So have you seen the amount of red tape increase in the past couple of years? I've actually seen here in California, it decreased a little bit because of some of the changes. At the same time, I have noticed that the IRS tax code has gotten more complex, especially when it comes to hobby and 1099C businesses. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's no fun. Seems like it's already complicated enough, but that's why there are professionals out there. Exactly. So has the internet played much of a role in your business at all as you grow? Since the pandemic, it has grew exponentially because of the internet. Mm. A mm. lot of people, a lot of my clients are truck drivers, blue collar fishermen who are out on the boat, you know, in the middle of the Bering Sea, and they don't get to come home, you know, except for maybe two weeks out of the, out of the year kind of deal. Or they're only here in my state around my area for two days. Now I can go on Zoom, get the information I need, get their taxes done, and they can mail me the documents and I can send them via Zoom, their signature pages, they sign, send everything back to me. And it's just as if I was in their own home. Have you found that to be easier or do you like going to location more? I enjoy helping my clients. So if it's more advantageous Mm -hmm. that they see me on a screen like this, I'm there. If they need me at their house at 2 a.m. because that's when they get off and they work, like you said, like you were a home health care aide and your relief comes at 2 a.m., you got to be back at 8. I'm there. I've had truck drivers who've called me from the rest area that's 20 miles from my house and said, hey, I'm here for the night. I need my taxes done now. April 14th, I was down there, and I've done them. And that's what I like. I'm, it, it doesn't matter the medium that I'm helping with. It's the fact that I'm helping people. Nice. That's very warm hearted of you. Very kind. If you have to look into the future, let's assume that the pandemic is over, hopefully in a year or two. What, what are your business goals? Where do you want your business to be in, in a year? I would like another 25 solid customers Hmm. that will learn and grow with me to assist with their taxes. I am not one to say I want 500 new clients. That's just not a realistic expectation or goal. And just like with my financial advice, I always start small because small steps or what lead to great journeys. Would you even be able to handle 500 more clients? That's That seems like a lot of work anyway for one person. I would be remiss to say that I can do about 19 returns in a day. 
And I've actually did that. At, I have one client. It's a really funny story. My wife loves to tell it. I went and I did a young lady's taxes at her dad's and we got there. I finished her taxes. The next year I went to do the same set of taxes for the young lady. And her mother had seen the due diligence, the ethnics, and just the care that I put into her daughter's taxes. And she had rounded up 22 families in the area to meet at her house. And they didn't tell me. Oh my goodness. And I show up and she's like, all of these people want their taxes done. And so I sat down, I set everything up and I worked all the way for 18 hours doing everybody's taxes. Wow. That's a different kind of surprise party there. It is, but I felt very humbled and very appreciated because of it. And every year now when she calls, she doesn't, she doesn't tell me a date. She just says, I have this many people. When can you come? Mm, That's fun. It does. It does actually kind of sound like a party. Everyone's hanging out there too. And I'm sure there's some food maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There's usually a lot of food. It's a Southeast Asian community and they turn it into a gathering of family and Sitting there and watching the interaction is also what I really love because it shows me the differences that we all have, but we all have the same. Mm, interesting. Well, that sounds fun. I I never knew that tax preparation could actually put you in so many different situations. I suppose mobile, mobile tax preparation. Yes, mobile. Mobile, yeah. but mobile anything will bring you to adventure. Yes, I, I did mobile massage a little bit. I'm also a licensed massage therapist. I do a lot of random stuff, but I, there's just something about going to someone's home. It is very humbling having them invite you into their private space and you really get a glimpse into their life and make friends that way. Long-term friends. Yeah. I have clients that for 15 years now, they came to me. And over that time, I've watched their children grow from babies to graduating, to getting cars, to them bringing their children to me and saying, hey, they need their taxes done. They worked a whole year at Hardee's and they were ecstatic because their daughter now can get her taxes done. And the daughter knows me. So it's like, yeah, I knew you were going to do it, Mr. Miller. Here you go. And it's just very humbling to have that and to also have those friendships. I've had clients who I know who I can know that do plumbing and all this. So I'm also the guy that if one of my one of my clients calls me and says, hey, I just had my water heater blow up. What do I do? Not only can I advise them to get an Energy Star rated appliance that will meet the credit that they get on their taxes, but I can also say, hey, I know this guy. He's really good. Let me give you his number. And that way I know my client is taken care of because I'm referring another client that I know who's also a small business. And that builds on what we need. Community. For sure. We got to support each other as small businesses. So we're wrapping up in the interview. And the last question I always like to ask people, and I'm excited to ask you because you've been doing this for 16 years, is if you had a brand new business owner in front of you, what advice would you give them? Start with a three, five, and 10 plan and be realistic with yourself. Three, five, and 10 years? Yes. Most businesses in America, and it's very sad, fail in three years because they don't have a realistic goal. Everybody's like, I'm going to make a million dollars this year. Well, if that was the case, we'd all be millionaires. But if you say, hey, I'm going to make $100,000 this year doing this, and this is how I'm going to do it, and you stick to that, yeah, you may fail of getting the $100,000, but you will have an idea of what you can actually accomplish by going full bore for a year. And then you can plan accordingly on down the road. 
And from those small steps, you can build giant empires. I love to point people to the pyramids. That one block is two and a half tons, but it doesn't build the entire structure. That two and a half tons had to be moved over and over and over. So that took determination and drive. And that's what a small business needs to build a giant megalithic structure is that determination and drive to actually put the blocks in place that will support what you are doing. Sort of a one brick at a time kind of approach. Exactly. And it also does it also does take more than one person. So for me, I'm a tax accountant, which means that I know the books, I know how to take care of all the numbers, but I'm not a mechanic. Yes, I was a gearhead in high school, but these new cars don't know them. So my car breaks down, it's my lifeline. I'm calling a mechanic. It's an outlay of cash, but it's I need that person to move that block for me. And that's how we move ahead. I feel like small businesses too tend to try and move all the blocks themselves. They try and move the tax block themselves and the management block and the production block and the marketing block and end up burning themselves out and actually not being able to grow at all because they're stretching themselves too thin. And a lot of times it comes down to the money aspect. There are many different ways that a small business owners can move and prosper without burning ourselves out like that. For the accountant, we sit there and we come in and we figure out where you're losing money. But at the same time, our cost that we're charging you is a tax deduction, professional service for production. Most places, especially smaller industries, they make great product, but they may be overspending on product. They may have waste. That, again, that's where a good bookkeeping and supply route idea of how much it costs you to make something can pare you down so that you can actually make more off that one item and have less waste. And that's also a tax deduction because then you have all of that product you're buying that has to come off for the final product. And that's how I work. I look at what people are doing. I look at from conception, idea to finished product there are deductions in every step. Hmm. And for many small businesses, they don't look at that. That is some good advice. All right, Gary, thank you so much for coming on the WCBC review. We really appreciate your time. And where can people find you if they want to look you up? I have a website, Miller's Mobile Tax Service on Google. I also am found on Facebook at Miller's Mobile Tax. And if anybody wants, they can always just ping me on Facebook at Gary Miller. Sounds great. All right, Gary, thank you again. And may all your business dreams come true. And to you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to WCBC Review, where we put the spotlight on small businesses. WCBC Review is made possible by small business owners, listeners like you, and Genuine Growth Marketing. We use ethical marketing tools to help small businesses genuinely grow. This podcast is produced, edited, hosted, and published by me, Cardinal Marking. Do you know a small business owner who has a story to tell? Email me at info at wcbcreview.com. If you enjoyed this episode, visit us at wcbcreview.com for more or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Earn a special place in my heart by reviewing this on Apple Podcasts. Find choice quotes, the best clips from interviews, and a heads up on upcoming episodes by following us on social media at WCBC Review on Facebook or Instagram. Or connect with me, Cardinal Marking, on LinkedIn. 
Until next time, this is Cardinal Marking wishing you genuine growth.